Hello, I'm Art Fuller, PhD, and welcome to another episode of The 5-Minute Expert, where today we're talking about pointing. While the title of this episode may not be grammatically correct, pointing as a gesture is the simplest, most correct method of communication known to man. It's something we all do probably daily without even thinking about it. The basic definition of pointing is when someone moves part of their body in an attempt to direct another person's attention to something or someone. But before we get manicured up, let me point out this week's sponsor, What's the Point? Here at What's the Point, we sharpen things. Anything, actually. Got a gross of pencils that need sharpening? We sharpen pencils all day long and can do it for you. We can bring anything to a point. Got a couple of canine teeth you'd like filed to a point? We have specialists in-house that can get you the sharpest, most pointed canine incisors possible. Got a dull pickaxe laying around the house? We can get a point back on it so fine you could climb Everest. Chisels, swords, scissors, we can make them all better than new. That's what's the point for all your sharpening needs. Scholars have proposed that language first evolved in the form of gestures like pointing and became combined with spoken words over time. Pointing is all around us and emerges in humans on a developmental timeline when we're around 11 to 13 months old. Sotaro Kida, a professor of psychology of language at the University of Warwick, said that pointing arrives nearly always a month or two before children say their first words. Pointing is closely linked with words called demonstratives, which include this, that, here, there, these, and those. These are sentences with demonstratives that can't communicate their full meaning without pointing, like, look at this. If said without pointing, it could be harder to interpret than if accompanied by the gesture. Demonstratives are unique because they're found in every spoken language, and they're very old. Since they've often been paired up with pointing in order to fully communicate their meaning, demonstratives may have been present at the very first stirrings of human language. Though every culture points, there are distinctive cross-cultural differences in pointing. Some cultures predominantly point with their fingers or hands, as in the West, while another's lip or nose pointing is part of the pointing repertoire, if you will. In Japan, flat hand pointing is seen as more polite. A shopkeeper will point out products with a flat hand to a customer, but when shopkeepers are talking between themselves, they might just point with a finger. Pointing can also carry weighty superstitions or taboos, like the belief that pointing can hurt or even kill another person. In South Africa, pointing at crops is said to make them die. Pointing can be considered rude, and young children are often scolded for pointing. Pointing taboos can be found at Disney resorts, as reported by Refinery29, where the staff are told to point with both their index and middle finger. It does seem to be a cultural universal that people find index finger pointing to be aggressive. One study where they asked people for directions in Ghana found that people would go out of their way to avoid pointing with their left hand, since there is a widespread left-hand taboo. In Nicaragua, pointing is frequently done with the lips in a kiss shape, 
directed towards the object of attention. Doctors often ask patients to point to their own bodies to do coordination, motor control, or neurological tests. In one intriguing set of case studies, a neurologist reported that two patients couldn't point to parts of their own bodies, though they could name them. Later, this disorder was called autotopagnosia. Another report of what was called hertotopagnosia revealed that in some cases, people are unable to point to parts of other people's bodies, though they can still point to their own nose or knee. Pointing seems to be dependent on vision and is not observed in children who are blind from birth. Children who are deaf have been shown to begin pointing at a similar age as non-deaf children, and children with autism show marked differences and greater difficulty in their ability to interpret pointing as a form of communication. A lack of declarative pointing and the inability to follow a point are important criteria for children with autism and have been incorporated into screening tools. And isn't it interesting that even in our technology, pointing is important. In computing, a pointing device or a mouse gesture is a way of combining a pointing device or finger movements and clicks that the software recognizes as a specific computer event and responds to accordingly. Some software asks us to tap, double tap, do a long press or a scroll to navigate it. These are all essentially pointing gestures. And as we get to the final point, I'll leave you with two thoughts. First, check out the work of Leonardo da Vinci and notice how often he has people pointing in his paintings. Second, be aware that numerous manuscripts starting in the 12th century contain manicules or little hands in Latin that were often placed in the margins. These were tiny representations of hands which could have elongated index fingers to point to important parts of the text. Wherever you go, people point. It's universal. Pointing is a tool for capturing, sharing, and manipulating the attention of each other and the world around us. Hey, who are you pointing at? Well, Larry, what have you got for us from the peanut gallery today? Larry tells me we tried to get in contact with the Pointer sisters, but did not get a call back in time for this week's episode. He did, however, get an interview with an English Pointer. Translated by Larry, the dog named Spike said the following. It's tough being a Pointer. As devoted, even-tempered, and fun-loving as we are, it's monotonous always having to either point with your nose or tail at some stupid object or game animal. I'll be so glad when I'm too old to go hunting and can just lay around and watch the Westminster Kennel Club competition on the telly. Well, Spike, we appreciate you taking the time to be interviewed by Larry. Thankfully, he got straight to the point and didn't waste any of your time. Larry, do chimps naturally point? Only captive ones. There's nothing to point at that much in the wild. Well, okay. Anyway, folks, tell one person about the podcast today. You'll be glad you did. 